you could say that it's 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 about being more awake, right, or creating more awareness in your life. Is that right? Yeah, it's about understanding the process of self-discovery and connecting with oneself. You know, that's what awakening 101 is. That's why I called it 101. It's so that you, as a human being, can see the value of yourself. It's not like seeking something that might be what people in India are doing or, you know, like the yoga teachers been, you know, doing yoga for 20 years. It's a bit it's about understanding the the small moments in your own life that make you understand that you know you already can make it work for yourself. You can find discovery, self-discovery, connection with your own self uh, on your own. So it's it's the, like it's a self-discovery, a journey to connect with yourself. And that uh, sounds both very exciting but pretty scary, I have to say. Nice, scary. <laughs> Are you scared of yourself? Are you scared? Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you're scared. Of have, have you ever been scared of yourself, honey? Oh my God, so many times. Oh so God, many times. I love this. This is yeah. getting. This is getting better and better. You know, you know, I just wanted to say that, you know, Louise and I were both uh, drug addicts in our <laughs> 20s. So, so yeah. We were, we were good drug addicts, though. I don't know what a good and a bad <laughs> a drug addict is. But, but there was a lot of moments uh, that actually, you know, people are, you know, you can be scared of things that are actually happening re mm. in reality. And then most of us are scared of things that we worry about in the future, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think so, but if we're talking about being really, really scared, I, I have many moments um, while using drugs that that happened, scary situations. So yeah. I don't know if we're gonna get into that now, but. No, but let, 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 let's, let's, let's uh, I think that, and then, you know, because yeah. I think- Yeah, that's a later discussion. Yeah, to this 12-step program, but, but let's stay in your universe. So let's let's stay. Let's tell me a little bit about your you know your background and how you're ending up here and 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 your journey to Awakening One Hundred One. Okay, so my background. Okay, I'm just gonna try to do this and not be so boring. I tell um, you when you get boring, honey. <laughs> okay, the listener, the listener can't, so I have to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm you, when you start style. snoring, okay. So <laughs> basically, I grew up in Sweden, and uh, it was kind of a upbringing where you know it wasn't very uh, you know nothing out of the ordinary. I grew mm -hmm. up with a family. We had school. Uh, I loved horses. The barn was my my happy place. And that is a really important thing in my journey of awakening, this connection that I felt at the barn. But when I was like 13, 14, I sort of got bored and I didn't know, I didn't have things really that motivated me or that I looked forward to. And I didn't have any answers as to why are we here? Like, what is the purpose of this life? Hmm. And I didn't see anybody really around me that had it figured out. You know, Sweden is not a very it's a, it's not a very deep spiritual place like it's like you just you work you go to vacation and you know 
So at that age, I started drinking because I didn't know I, I it was the only thing that sort of calmed my incessant mind from worrying about or and have I had tremendous anxiety, just didn't know, know what I was doing. But can I just ask when you say that you start drinking and you got bored, were you aware of that? Or was that just something that, you know, would you just, you know, like a lot of teenager, I guess, you know, you, you know, it's it's also part of being a teenager, you know, people start drinking, especially in those cultures up in the Nordic countries. Yeah, and, um, that's a very good question. And no, I would say that I didn't know. The, these things have uh, is what I've discovered mm. later on, like, because mm. I've asked myself over and over again, why, why did for me? Why did I start drinking? Why did I do so many drugs? Blah, 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 blah. And that I, in like self-inquiry after the fact, mm -hmm. I've discovered why, mm -hmm. you know, it was a sense of non, not having a purpose, not feeling motivated to do anything, not feeling like there was a, a light at the end of the tunnel. All I saw was my parents, they go to work, they come home, they feel, they look depressed yeah. and then they have to do it over again. And I was like, what, why are we even doing this? But was it also like a way of you think or you know oh totally you know. escape yeah. is like the main reason why people drink you know or at least begin to drink because they just they're just bored and feel anxious and you know they just all right let me just take this pain away yeah yeah and so how know, many years how many years of of of, of you know of rock and roll or you know <laughs> you know no, but I rock mean, and but roll we're both um, very grateful that we are alive today but 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 yeah, we so, are very grateful because even uh, if you laugh, you know it's serious stuff and it's very serious and, stuff. Yeah, um, uh, I would say fourteen to twenty six mm -hmm. uh, was the time where, and I said the first five or six years was mostly alcohol, and then uh, I moved to London when I was nineteen, and that's when I started taking ecstasy basically every day. And you introduced me to ecstasy, you motherfucker. <laughs> 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 so you're saying it's my fault yeah it's all your fault <laughs> yeah. oh god that's awesome uh and then after that i actually surprisingly my my parents and i uh, we i applied to university in new york city and yeah. i got in and my parents sent me to new york and i i i don't understand why they did that which because i was a wild woman you know, I, I liken myself to arriving in New York City like a tiger that was like let out of a cage. That's how it was. You know, I just went ballistic, you know, and did a lot of drugs, mostly cocaine for a good six years. Um, I, I went to college, but then I became a nightclub doorman, uh, which is part of my story, too, that like I was that girl who stood in front of a nightclub and told people they couldn't get in. And then. I would go inside when my shift ended and do drugs until like 10 o'clock in the morning. And that was my life for years. I never saw the daylight in New York. I only saw nighttime. Um, but then I got sober. Are we, are we bored yet? No, definitely not. I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's waking up a little bit of memories as I went over to visit you there. And I also want to say to the people who's listening that you know, of course, not everybody is as privileged like Pernilla and, and, and me, myself, that, you know, it must have been, I think it must have been that underlying spirituality in you that kept you going, knowing that you also, you know, that you was, 
you know, you were protected, you know, the universe in one way protected you and gave you some certain strength because you did do the school. You actually went into university. Yeah, I did do the school. Over. I graduated from NYU yeah. and not with terrible grades. I somehow managed it. And, yeah. you know, I, 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 I did have, you know, my, my sort of like journey of trying to figure out what this thing called life is started already when I was young. You know, like yeah. I read Siddhartha by Herman Hess when I was 14. And I remember that this book, I remember thinking that this book is something really special. Wow. And it was the beginning, right? Can and you then, say the name of the book again, if someone didn't get it? Siddhartha yeah. by Herman Hess. I mean, it's the, it's the story of the Buddha. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, but I, you know, it was Sweden. It was like 1984. No one had even heard about this book I don't know how I found it but of course these days I don't question these things it was obvious that I was going to find it but so that you know I had already started something and when I lived in London I would spend you know the Sundays walking around and like lying in parks and walking around London and being in the park and I, it was already a beginning of something it was like a tool that I used at the time to sort yeah. of feel connected to the energy of a city or the the park or the you know the nature, nature i did the yeah. same yeah i did the same thing in new york i lived downtown and i would walk through chinatown and go on these like three four hour walks yeah on the days when i wasn't too hungover to actually uh, yeah. <laughs> but, those, uh, those yeah. days were many I just want to say to the listeners that we're gonna we're gonna drop the names of the books and the things that comes up, so you guys can tap into that if you want to know more about that later on. So yeah. you, we, we're yeah. not losing you there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. so back, Speed it back up. to college, honey. What? Back to college in New York, and then well, when actually, I went to college, then I went, became a doorman, and then in 1998, it was the summer of 1998, and my best friend. Louise, <laughs> at the beginning of June, calls me from Sweden. And you yeah. had been living in Paris and doing yeah. a bunch of drugs. And you called me from Sweden. And I think that you were in a rehab center. Yeah. And start, had, yeah, and had started uh, going to AA in Sweden. Yeah. And I think that that year I had been uh, freebasing a lot. Uh, yeah. which is a very a form of using of drugs that is not can't be defined as fun partying anymore no. like i had entered a new phase yeah where it was more dirty and shameful and i felt mm -hmm. so bad like emotionally and psychological mm -hmm. it was just a disaster so that i think that like the between those two it was the seed that was planted that I needed in order to sort of something started shifting in my, mm -hmm. like, and also like people say that when you're 26, that's when a lot of women get sober because they have like a biological clock. It's like, mm -hmm. hello, you're ready to make children, you know? And all our friends in Sweden were having kids. I know, they got married. And yeah, yeah, and we were like, okay, just still in a nightclub at like four in the morning, but. <laughs> So then, but that uh, was that was your rock bottom, right? So that was that was what that was a big turning point, because I also know that you were you know the the difference from between you and me. I actually went into an open rehab. I got introduced to the twelve step program that way, but you went in straight from the street, which I think is very very yeah 
I want to introduce you know, it's very brave. And I think, I hope that that can encourage a lot of people knowing that, you know, everything yeah. is possible. Yeah, I, I always say that, like, if, 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 you know, you, I mean, of course, it's always nice to be in a rehab, uh, if you're in a nice rehab, there's lots of really scary rehabs, yeah. but, but you can get sober only with AA. And I've met thousands of people that have. I mean, literally thousands of people because I've been going to meetings for, I, I've been sober for 25 years. I went to meetings for like 22 oh, out of those 25. Wonderful. And I've met thousands of people. Down. Yeah, I just want to drop in there for people who maybe don't know the 12-step program or AA who's listening or NA. We're also going to write that below, but just to tell you, it's a 12-step program uh, for... for um, uh, for alcoholic or drug addiction, uh, you also have it for, I mean, I think, I, for, for me personally, I think the 12 program is one of the most intelligent and best programs ever created. Yeah, uh, I agree. So, I think it's definitely the most, the 12 steps are the most effective tools yeah. to self-discovery that there is. It's the, it's a complete. Except the one you give us in like, Awakening 101. No, <laughs> no, no. The 12 steps, like I, Awakening 101 would have never existed if I hadn't already done the 12 steps. You know no, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you have to have some sort of, you can't step into meditation straight from the street, right? No. You can't step into a lot of these things without having something first that's going to sort of shift the way you think, mm -hmm. uh, you know? Uh, so it's, it's, it's it's it was the the gateway. That was the first. It was the the pre K of any spiritual evolution starts with something like a self reflective process. Like we did the twelve steps. People yeah. go to therapy or they like, you know, start delving into self help books or whatever that it is that they do. But I I yeah. So we had Louise got sober. <laughs> I had a night in July on July twenty third of nineteen ninety eight where I literally felt like I had become possessed of like seeking cocaine. Like I literally the whole night I had just become like in a, like, like I was brainwashed or, or controlled by like some robot. And I was on this, on this pursuit of more drugs that, that had an impact on me. Like I have never, and we talked about being scared. I have never been so scared of myself ever and that night was the the like was the first time when i i really felt like something is controlling me and it's not me and it was drugs and i tell people this all the time like you, you it actually brainwashes your brain like it brainwashes how you're thinking and that's why you don't have control over yourself that's so a, yeah yeah i just so, want to say that you know i think this is you know, we're, not, we're going to do a podcast only on this because I think there is so many important, you know, in this. And I think that, you know, I want to go step into more, you know, where did you find the courage and everything to step in from the street? Did you call anyone and stuff like that? But mm -hmm. I actually want to keep that to, to, to the podcast where, where we're really digging into this, mm -hmm. to, the, to the Twister program and to that journey of yours. I, I want to keep us a little bit aligned and not getting to, you know, even though it comes to, you know, to, to a common goal, but just to getting back to, you know, we got a little bit of your background, 
uh, we got a little bit of 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 um, of uh, the purpose awakening uh, 101. But I really would like to ask you, where did you, you know, the intentional awakening 101? We also mentioned, but where did you, you know, how did you get the idea? Where, you know, where it got from? You know, can you tell us about the process yeah. of, of 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 that? Okay, so I would say just like a couple of sentences, right, about the journey of sobriety started in 1998 and then hop to and then meeting Sally Kempton, my meditation teacher in 2003, discovering, you know, that meditation was the, the thing that I had been looking for my whole life, right? Meditation is my, my comfort, my love, everything mm. like that. And when you meditate, you know, things start unfolding. Mm -hmm. um, and so then I can, I, I'm just skipping now because it's good. It's, it's such a long story. So I had a moment uh, in, I think it was like five or six years ago when I came home from a retreat, a meditation retreat. And I, the guru of my, of Sally, his image came into my Swami Muktananda. He came into my head and I, had the name Awakening 101 in front of me. Um, and I, I didn't know. Two seconds, I just want to say that both these, Dali Campton, who also wrote a couple of books, then that uh, we're going to mention that also um, in the link below in the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Sally Campton, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, any, so at that time, I started doing like little groups of people that would come to my house and we would meditate a little bit, read a little bit, I would suggest books. We would um, work on like breath or talk about what grace means to you or like basically the tools. So then hop to a few years later, uh, my other teacher, Abdi Asadi, who we're also going to link to, mm -hmm. who is a spiritual teacher and a Chinese medicine expert in New York City. He said to me, he said, I have about 4,000 people that come here. And no one talks like you. No one has insights like you. When are you going to start writing this down? And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know how to write. You know, and I was kind of annoyed by him. But I did start writing chapters of um, what I thought would be a book. But I never, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have the skills to write a book, whatever. Yeah, and you so, do. Now you're slandering yourself. Well, you maybe now, but that was, yeah, that was 2018. So anyway. So he, I started writing chapters. So one chapter would be forgiveness. Another one would be love. And one, one chapter would be connection. And then, you know, I just write, I wrote, I didn't know what I was going to be. And then cut to 2020, April, 2020, we're in lockdown and everybody's freaking out. And uh, my husband's therapist said, what are you going to do during this time? What are you going to look back on? when this is over and say that you did what do you was that you to do? you or was it to both of you no it was to me and james because we were went to see him together and we sat in his backyard and that's what he said and i i came home and i i was like huh and then i had this image of a website in my head like okay well i could just put everything i've written on it's like it becomes like an online library everything i've written on the website and then i can add information about all the teachers I've met, all the books I've, I've met, and like just collect it all 
you know. And yeah. so that's when I texted like a small group of friends and somebody responded and said that their, uh, their sister did a web design company, had a web design company. And I texted her and she was the one, Jill, that created the website. So, and that was, so, so that was April, 2020. Uh, and then her best friend became my editor and we, we created 60 blogs out of the chapters that I had already written. And then I've written some new ones, obviously, since then. But so that's that's where we are today. And yes, the other thing is that through the process of creating the blogs is when we came up with the idea of the tools and the elements. And through yeah. the process of creating the website is when we came up with like the the awakening process mandala that like, every, you know, I love and everybody seems to like mm -hmm. a lot. Like it just like it was a little like scribbly note. <clears throat> and just evolved through this process that we were in, um, which is so, so I, I mean, I, you know, came out of nowhere, all of it or not nowhere, clearly. It, it was something that was guiding us forward. Yeah. But I think um, it's interesting because when I hear you telling this story, it seems like, you know, there was, there was this sentence by your therapist uh, or your husband's therapist that actually triggered something in it to you, which actually you went home and kind of meditated on and embraced, and then you got this clarity of a website. And I think that this website that you have created, and I'm not saying that because you're my best friend, but I think Awakening 101 is such a source of, um, it's such a, a source of wisdom, a source of how you can, can, can really, both as a teacher, um, as a yoga teacher, as a spiritual teacher, as a mindfulness teacher, but also as an, you know, you know, if you're an accountant or, or just have any interest in spirituality, but not working with it, there is so many small treasures to get there, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and for the people of you who, who, who are listening who hasn't explored Awakening 101 webpage, you're going to hurry up and do that. But just shortly to tell you, Panila has gathered all her blogs, which has a theme that could be meditation, forgiveness, you know, as you mentioned before, love. <clears throat> inspired yeah. there and the link to you know who these people are and also the teachers and the sages and of course what the white awakening 101 is and 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 the intention with it but uh the most let I me say one say, thing yeah let me say one thing you know i i want to say this because it's uh it feels important to me but awakening 101 is a library it's a resource and there is nothing that we are really uh, making money from here or getting from uh, doing this like my intention is just for people to learn and of course I want people to come and engage and learn and discover something about themselves mm -hmm. Uh, and my highest wish is that somebody will read something and then they'll go back to their house and they'll be like, okay, maybe I should read this book from, you know, the Dalai Lama or whoever. And then they, it spurs something in their journey to take the next step and then the next step. And then, you know, they feel great, greater connection, greater sense of forgiveness in their lives. That is my, that's my wish for the website. We are, we're, it's, it, and again, it's like a library. You don't pay to come and borrow a book. No, you, you borrow a book, you know, and you bring Unless. it back. Or so, 
that's the intention. Uh, and I think that's important because for me, it feels like I'm just giving back. This is just a service. Pay, um, pay, pay time. Pay yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I, I, th I think that's very, very important. And, and it's good you mention it. And it, especially that this is really a library and you don't get, you know, you don't get paid for anything of this and no, no one is behind it paying it. Um, however, I was thinking of, and I don't, I, I think we also talked about the podcast, but I mean, uh, that you're, that you also could imagine a, a kind of a community, a community yeah. of Whitening 101, mm -hmm. that we also get to hear the listeners' feedback and also getting to know their experience uh, of how then uh, using the library and what we're going to come into uh, in the next podcast, uh, the tools. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that uh, uh, the next podcast, we're going to deepen uh, our understanding in the tools. I don't know if you want to introduce us to the tools and the elements just briefly and maybe yeah. leave that as a very nice cliffhanger so we can have some listeners to the next podcast too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. like I said, the tools and the elements were something that evolved through the process of making the website. And it was... You know, when you're in a creative process with people and you are doing spiritual work, you know, you're going to you're going to feel like supported by something. Right. And that's how I feel with with this evolution of the tools and, and the elements. But the tools are basically in my sort of my bringing forth or my messaging is things that we do in life that create a deeper connection to yourself or uh, a deeper sense of being able to forgive and, uh, you know, create forgiveness for yourself, forgiveness for others, and, you know, moving forward from a place of unconditional love. Uh, the tools can be just a sense of being able to be the witness to your experience. Mm -hmm. So the tools are, you know, it's as simple as, you know, yoga, you know, deeper connection to your breath, I'm just giving examples now because it's, it's yeah, wonderful. Take me to it. yeah, and then meditation. Clearly, that is you know deeper connection to yourself, better understanding to yourself, a calmer self, and you know the witness mind, the mindfulness mind, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you know I have something called like nature and animals in there because for me, that is where it begins for so many people, you mm -hmm. know you all know is that when we take a walk on the beach we feel good mm. or when we're hiking in the mountains we feel good because we're connected with nature because something happens when we're out in nature where we completely drop into the present moment and it's the present moment that we're actually that's the, the end goal here if we can all be present <laughs> we would be happier people and we would feel more content so um, I don't know which another one, which one, oh, conscious living, right? That's another one. Yeah. It's a tool. Yeah. You know, it's just basic stuff. Like, you know, if you, if it's you're... basic, but, but, but wait, you, you say basic stuff, but with someone who's completely, yeah. you know, who's, who's maybe, so I, I, I would dinner, say, but you know, where you were, when you be, just became sober, when, when, yeah. when, when the spiritual awakening was, was knocking on your door, 
you know, I, I think that it's it's just, you know, for, for everybody to be included. And even if you have loads of years of experience with spirituality, I think that these tools is just, you know, they need to be experienced, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so conscious living, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it feels basic to me now, but like, you know, we all know that if you want to feel a sense of connection, love, forgiveness, all the things that we talked about, you know, it's hard to do that if you have, if you live a life where there's a lot of too much stress, too much busyness, too much Netflix, too much Instagram, even though, you know, all of those things have a place in your life. I'm not, I, I, I watch Netflix all the time and I do Instagram. I'm not saying that we're moving away from that. We're not sages living in a, in a cave here. But I'm saying that looking at how that affects you, right? The same thing, like, you know, yeah. Becoming aware, becoming aware of what's, what yeah, could be you know, where I'm my energy. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. How does it affect your energy? Or like, mm -hmm. you know, have coffee, mm -hmm. you know, but don't have 10 cups. Like, it's about how do you consciously live your day mm -hmm. so that you can feel better right and more connected you know how are your conversations with people mm. no are you getting into fights with everybody you meet you meet or do you have road rage like how do you yeah. sort of move through your day in a man mindful manner how do mm. you what is your stimuli what is the food and i'm not saying that you know everybody should become a vegan you know, I eat plenty of Swedish candy and uh, ice cream and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, and cinnamon bread, you eat a lot when you eat <laughs> Yes! <laughs> cinnamon rolls. <laughs> I, I just want to yeah. point out that this is definitely not for being, a, as you said, a sage or being perfect because no, no one is perfect. No. We, but, but this but is just, just giving us tools to to living a life with with more awareness, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so you're going to move on to the other ones? Yeah, now I'm moving on to the elements. So so I've already touched on all of them already through talking yeah. about the tools. So the basic equation... What? Did you mention study as, as, as the element? Study, study is a tool and it's very... Study is a tool, right? Like It's like something... Yeah. It's just, it's just re reading yeah. books, taking classes. Yeah. You know? very very valuable uh and i can't tell you how many books i've read and how many you have like, the great books on your website yeah on, on the, yeah. yeah so that's an important thing and i think everybody does that without even thinking about it like if yeah. you're on a, some sort of seeking path you start picking up books already when you're young and the, every book usually has a little bit of something that that shifts your perspective right yeah. so but if we move on to the elements and like we're going to end there but yeah. The elements are all the things that change as you move through this process. Like no. you might feel more loving. You might feel more like you might actually have experience of grace, mm. right? I wrote a blog about grace and I, I didn't really understand it until I really looked into like how much it actually played into so many events in my life. And I think that we all can see it if we take moments and yeah. But it has to be from a clear mind, right? So meditation, mm -hmm. yoga, study, all of a sudden we go, ah, grace. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is here. It is in my life. Mm -hmm. You know? And, you know, forgiveness comes, 
works together with love you know mm -hmm. like it's it's mm -hmm. like if i can understand myself better through mm -hmm. self-reflection and self-forgiveness then i can be empathetic and step into somebody else's shoes mm -hmm. and forgive them more easily mm -hmm. and love them unconditionally right yeah. because i have more awareness on myself and then if i can i can see that i also am completely imperfect I screw up all the time and yell at people and, you know, snap at my kids and whatever, mm. then I can be more empathetic when you do it mm. and forgive you for it. So those are the elements that sort of, it's all mixed together in, it is a circle and the circle is sort of linear, but it's all, they all float in like a giant spider web. They're all connected yeah. somehow. Yeah. Organically moving. Yeah. Moving yeah. pieces. Yeah. Like a puzzle. I think this, this is this is wonderful. This is this is some I wouldn't say heavy stuff in that sense, but I think that you know I I, I guess that the listeners together with me, this is this is really deep. Um, I'm so much looking forward to continue the journey with you and to really dig into all the different tools, all the elements, to be a little bit nerdy about the different blogs. So um, yeah. <laughs> but I really do, you know, and, and, and yeah, I like you know, to be nerdy. Sometimes, but I, I, I don't know, but maybe someone out there listening, but I think also that sometimes I get a little bit overwhelmed, like, oh no, how much aware do I need to become awakening or is, you know, but, but I have yeah. to say that what I learned in my process also, um, you're more, you, the, the awakening, you're more awareness we get you more possibility of choices I have. When I live in the autopilot, I don't have any possibilities of choice because I'm not aware. Yeah. So I think that this is, this is um, some great tools that I'm really looking forward to, to, to deepen together with you, so. Yeah. I would say the first thing to remember, and I struggled with this too, because I was always so hard on myself, Yeah. right? The first thing to remember is I have to accept myself, right? for being a human being. Yeah. And that I, I, you know, that's one of the biggest sort of, I think where people stumble. Yeah. You so are, I think you're gonna end with this today, that yeah. you're gonna end by, like everybody gets a little gift today. Let's practice yeah. to accept yourself exactly as we are. Yeah. Is that, your, is that, your, is that your, your guidance to us today? Yes, yes. Um, because then being I would human say, is is uh, is okay. What yeah. did you say again? Being human is okay, and we love ourselves. Oh, we love it. being human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you so very much. Thank you for taking time and, and, and open up this, uh, this world and website for us. Thank you to everybody who's been listening. And um, I can guarantee that this would be a very exciting journey. And we will have many good laughs, maybe even some tears sometimes, who knows? We're just human. That's what we're gonna embrace to next time, right? Yep, exactly. Thank you, best friend. I love Thank you. Thank you, my best friend. Goodbye. <laughs>